0: School each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends.
1: Buddy cop Mike and Deglio. Way back in high school, most at night. My mom watched QBC, so I missed the brackets. There was no TVO. What could I do?
2: Wait fifteen years, get fat, and scream a hoo
0: Somebody called me the co-host. The odds are
1: still that it's your own brother. Out
2: of Practice! And
0: welcome to the Out of Practice podcast going episode by episode through David E. Kelly's legendary show, The Practice. We are talking about Season 2, Episode 21, and it is called In Deep, which is what we are in Season 2. How are things going, Dags? Pretty good. In deep,
1: however, not that deep. You know what I'm saying? We still got, what, 60 episodes in this season?
0: Uh, Yeah, there's another, you know, another 50 or so. Yeah, it's going (laughs) to be, uh, we're going to get to it by the time we're 50.
1: Well, that is uh, quickly uh, encroaching, as you can see, by the color of my hair, which is, (laughs) by the day, whitening.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to be a full silver fox by season three.
1: Well, me and Bobby, you know, although there's nothing silver about Bobby There's nothing silver about He's all
0: Fox, baby, all Fox. (laughs) (laughs) All Fox, indeed. So, you know, uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up in this episode. But the first one is, uh, I was asked to ask you on air about what you're up to and the death of your artistic integrity.
1: So, Keith, as you know, I may or may not have been performing for the past year with a what, what what do you refer lovingly as the Jersey Boys knockoff?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, not affi- Jersey Boys.
1: Yeah, not affiliated in any way. But it has given me the opportunity, has afforded me the opportunity to travel all around this great world of ours, and I've swallowed the fact that it's you know just kind of a cheesy, uh, entertainment, if you will. You know, it's something you w- that wouldn't be out of place. You'd see it like uh, on a cruise ship. Fair. Um, but they, you know, they have different. I've been basically mostly involved with the uh, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons review, as well as like the sort of iconic Jersey artists. So Bruce Springsteen, Sinatra, kind of show. Sure. So they asked if I would fill in this coming weekend for a a third show that they have, that they're kind of creating. And without thinking too much, I said, sure. Not knowing (laughs) that it is called, well, it was originally called Make America Guido again. Oh no! Which they then had to change to Make America Macho again because shocker, <laughs> Guido, you can't really just say a lot. People take offense these days.
0: I, well, I mean, if you're going to a show <laughs> referencing that, you probably don't care so much. So they're the point. The
1: like kind of like working conceit is that they're going to. Sing songs from the movies of ten Hollywood machos. Macho guys. Guys with lots of machismo, right?
0: Okay, sure. Which
1: I could, I can get behind that too. Sure, makes sense. Lots of great options. The show opens with a Forrest Gump medley because apparently Tom Hanks is a macho guido. Uh,
0: Sure, okay. And
1: then it goes into Gladiator and uh, what's his bucket?
0: I'm not helping you. I'm never going to help you with a name the entire podcast forever. So
1: we sing that, that like, the main theme from Gladiator that you don't know.
0: I was going to say, like, does it have a song with lyrics? It does, but the lyrics
1: are fake made-up lyrics from Enya that I've had to memorize the fake made-up lyrics.
0: (laughs) It then goes into doing... Wait, wait, so, so singing Enya nonsense words is macho? And guido, apparently. So... Then it, it transitioned to a
1: Rocky medley, which finally, okay, I can get behind Rocky, okay, right? right? And there's so many iconic songs from Rocky. You've got Eye of the Tiger. You've got um, Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> and all those 80-sounding songs from Rocky IV. Sure, but sure. But no, 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 no. We're doing an acapella version of the instrumental Go the Distance from Rocky. <singing>
0: anyway, it devolves wow. from there. And you will be supplying us clips next episode, yes?
1: Yeah, you know what? This is too good not to. I will. I, we, you you I, I, kind of have to. And once again, I shouldn't have even said the, uh, the name of the group. But it's It's a pretty big gig this weekend. It's in Boston. It's at this uh, big feast they do every year. So, you know, and the price is right. The price of my artistic uh, integrity is a couple hundred bucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all have a price. We definitely have a price. And you know what else we have? Filings and subpoenas. Filings and
2: subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas.
1: subpoenas. Well, Keith, uh, despite our best attempts, people keep listening to our podcast. Um, Truly. We we dropped like 10 hours late this past Tuesday, but within an hour, we had as many listens as the previous episode in total so it's I well you
0: what- know but here but i i have an unfortunate theory on that it's not oh, a conspiracy no. theory so i don't have to find the bumper but i think apple uh itunes now just downloads what you're subscribed to oh so i think it speaks to the number of subscribers we have not necessarily the number of listeners that we have okay well so, regardless sorry to break your heart
1: in that episode last week, we discussed and we we battled over how we were going to, if we were going to, award an oopsie to Tom Brady. Yes. You'll recall that, Keith, you, I tried to give him the best actor, oopsie.
0: You sure did. Right out of uh, Dylan McDermott's nose. But he didn't meet my price for artistic
1: integrity. That's correct. So you stole that out of my cold dead arms, and Tom Brady took offense to that. So he wrote us uh, quite the missive, basically calling you <laughs> a total teabag. What's a teabag? bag. A total a total D-bag, saying that he wants to run off with me and star in a buddy cop movie, and he sent a great meme referring to me as <laughs> the comedian, which we are going to
0: put on our social media because I promised. And because it it's hilarious. It's very funny. I, I'm, I'm so excited that, I think Legoed is taking off. I have created a new verb.
1: Yeah, he actually he actually that is illustrated He demonstrated in a meme.
0: exactly his he did a graphic, and the graphic is exactly what I meant.
1: Now I will also say this, it does poke holes in my conspiracy theory because no offense, Tom, you know I love you, Tom. We're going on the road together. But his uh photoshopping skills are not quite up to the varney snuff that I believe your brother would put out.
0: Wow, I see. I don't know how to address. See, that was a landmine of a statement, <laughs> because because a I think the the design work in Photoshop is excellent.
1: It is excellent, but I so it, it doesn't have the sheen, the polish that I generally see from Varney
0: work. It's stylistically so it's not so it's it's not my work, and so but you're but you're continuing the theory that Tom Brady is my brother Sean who. Literally texted me this morning laughing at that accusation.
1: So he claims he has he has did he verbally say he is
0: not Tom Brady? He is definitely not Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, okay. But Tom Brady, even though, even though you called me a D-bag, I got your back. I think your design is excellent. And uh the slander you get from your buddy cop. <laughs> the comedian, thank you. The I comedian. Believe. The comedian slandering. What is truly excellent graphic design work. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, we heard from Tom. So that that was lovely. And, uh, don't worry. We are still considering the oopsie. We're trying to figure out what the correct category is for the oopsie. So, uh, reach out to us if you, uh, want to know. We also got a, uh, got a message from our friend who is uh, a fan of Lara Flynn Boyle wanting more pictures. And I... I'm 100% on board with more pictures of Larry Flynn Boyle, so as promised, there will be more. Don't you worry.
1: Well, it sounds like we have crossed that right off the list, which means we are plowing straight into this week's episode of The Practice, entitled In Deep, which aired on a beautiful March day, the 2nd of March, 1998. I guess we had a week off uh, in between in the
0: actual airings, eh? We did Indeed. And, uh, but that doesn't let us off the hook for this day in the basement. So March 2nd, 1998, what were you up to? I have no idea,
1: Keith, um, but (laughs) I, instead of racking my brain, I thought I'd I'd let you in on a little game that I used to play as a kid as I was growing up Okay, and I still play to this very day and I lovingly refer to it in my own brain because I've never said it out loud before as the time machine game. I'd like to kind of think about what various people in my life that I hadn't met yet were doing, sort of like what we're doing right now. Uh Uh-huh. Long story short, my wife's birthday is on the 2nd of March. Oh, how about
0: that? Happy birthday, Jen.
1: I like to think about, in a time machine, well, okay, I'm fudging the dates. She's actually born on the 3rd of March.
0: So Whoa, whoa, there is no fudging on this half-assed podcast. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, no fudging whatsoever.
1: Anyway, so I'd like to think back Whilst I was probably doing nothing of important, uh, of an important nature, my wife was having that seminal birthday. She was turning 18 years old somewhere in Medford, Long Island.
0: Oh. So, what do you imagine she was doing for her 18th birthday?
1: I don't know, but she was legal, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Oh. I let there be about 45 minutes of dead air, then <laughs> yeah. booze.
1: Yeah, you let that happen. You let that happen. <laughs> what about you, Keith? What was happening on that cold, bare-ass basement floor?
0: Well, you know, coming in March in Vermont, it's just the tail end of the cold and the very beginning of what we call sugaring season. What the Which, hell
1: is sugaring season?
0: Sugaring season is how you get your maple syrup. Ah. Oh. And, uh, my family has forever made our own maple syrup. And so what we would be doing in the early March is we would be tapping the maple trees. Uh, and that basically means cutting a hole in the tree, putting in a little spout and the, uh, the sap, which is the tree's blood essentially, uh, will drip into the bucket. We will collect those buckets and boil it down, uh, and intensify it the sugar that's already in the sap there intensifies it's 40 gallons of sap to one gallon of syrup so it would be uh, trouncing around around a lot in the snow and the mud and sitting there and smelling the uh, the maple syrup boiling for it took about like 12 to 15 hours of boiling to get the whole pan get about a gallon and a half of syrup now how
1: big of a hole would you have to
0: tap into the tree it's basically it's like a drill bit. It it, it it you could stick stick like a sharpie in it. Okay, so would be about the equivalent. Did uh,
1: twelve thirteen year old puberty Keith ever find himself in deep?
0: I don't think we can do any more afternoon podcasts with you <laughs> because. Uh. Apparently my co-host is thirsty in the most inappropriate ways.
1: <laughs> Gotta give me some of that sweet 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 syrup.
0: Ugh. Uh, okay. Anyway, so I take that sweet quaint Vermont story <laughs> and uh make it horrible. But the other cool thing you can do with that syrup, you can continue uh boiling it and 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 uh intensifying it further and you can turn it into maple sugar candy.
2: Oh, which that sounds is tasty. super
0: delicious, and uh, both of which were frequently uh, Christmas gifts from my father to everybody. Well, which guys, was
1: enjoyable. Here's a knockoff CD that my sons made together, as well as some uh, pe- pe- penis infiltrated uh, syrup. Enjoy it. But if you were, if if you weren't, if you weren't celebrating your 18th birthday or humping uh, trees. You might have found yourself in front of the old boob tube watching David E. Kelly's The Practice.
0: Yeah, it- that's, a, that's a good transition, but we're not there yet. I oh. see you're all excited to move forward. I am. We have more things oh, to talk about. Oh, you're so right. About.
1: You're so right. Oh,
0: man. So, <laughs> so the, uh, the number one song is one that we have all enjoyed and is a uh, a guilty pleasure of mine. And it is tied to the number one movie that week, which continued to be Titanic. And of course, the song is our good friend Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Singing the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, so I have a little surprise. This being a guilty pleasure of mine. You have a recording of it. In the ten minutes before we did this, I did... This is a little game called One, one Take Karaoke uh, In the Key of Celine Dion Because oh. we have the same singing range <laughs> uh,
1: Also known as Okay
0: love can touch us one time, for Keith, where, where exactly Was love touching you? Uh, it wasn't in the sap hole Oh, my God. On this karaoke track, they have the backup vocals. I don't know why this song has always just, like, hit me right in the sweet spot. It's so cheesy, but I think I'm just a cheesy person. I'll never let go, Keith. Oh, that hit me in a sweet spot. Yeah! I'm gonna go to the key change. This is one of the greatest key change drum fills. You better sing key! I think it's, I've always wanted to be an alto. You didn't even flip that. That's full voice, bitches. So, sorry, you have to indulge me occasionally because it's my fucking podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, Keith. I'd like to say that uh, I've never made out with you, but the truth of the matter is, is I have. But if I hadn't, I'd want to right now.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yes, it, that's uh one of my what <laughs> I was going to say it's it's not one of my favorite memories, but it is one of my memories. Keith on, on stage.
1: Oh yeah, goddamn that really happened. It sure did. You know, interestingly, not interestingly, uh, side note, as we were making out in this show, we actually also moved in together at the same time and to the confusion of
0: many, many people. <laughs> I think they still continue to be confused.
1: Yes, that's true. Keith, while you were tapping SAP out there in Vermont, what else was happening? Perhaps we can
0: turn to the Burlington Free Press. The Burlington Free Press, absolutely. Well, as is typical of this segment, we're going to find a problem that we had in America that, thankfully, we don't have anymore. Thank God. And that is roads worsen as Congress debates. Ugh. Because, luckily, we did the big infrastructure bill back in 1998 and don't have that problem today.
1: Uh, no. We don't have potholes everywhere that are definitely not giving me 17 flat tires over the course of four years with my car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I know all too well about our quote-unquote infrastructure package.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, it is f- now enough of our... Ugh. Let's just say that... My nonsense is sort of like braggy and self-serving and your nonsense is uncomfortable and thirsty today. What
1: do you think? You're a millennial. Are you are we allowed to say thirsty? (laughs) Would you learn that? Like, do you get it like a millennial slang phrase of the day in your email
0: or something? That's the third time you've used it. I got it in the same place you had, what was it, fucking the sap hole? What was, <laughs> what was the word? Yeah, my wife shares a dressing room with a, with
1: a millennial, and the other night we were watching some show, who cares what it is, and she was like, ooh, that was savage. I was like, who the hell are you? Savage. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we don't say that. We're grown-up people. <laughs> Thirsty. Keith, Thur- th- Thirst Trap Thursday. <laughs> Look, it It is Thirst Trap Thursday here on the Out of Practice podcast.
0: We are talking about Season 2, Episode 21, entitled In Deep. It was written by David E. Kelly once again. And directed by veteran Oz Scott, who also directed The Means and Rice with the Devil. Which now brings us, finally, to the segment where Mike figures out... What Mike thinks gonna happen. Okay, oh oh my goodness, this is rough.
1: Rough! Well... (laughs) I made my sap joke because we had a great episode last week that was mature,
0: concise,
1: interesting. Always. Adult.
0: No, ta- no uh, technical snafus. No, no meandering I, I, I thoughts. Meant,
1: I meant the actual episode of the show. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, indeed we did. Which means that I can only imagine we're going to get what I like to call the follow-up slump. Ah, the flump. Yeah, where the tone gets all kinds of muddied because I felt always whenever I feel like we're getting our footing, they throw in sort of like a comedy episode. And this title, "In Deep," somehow—and I did my best not to read the synopsis because I realized it okay. ruins this for me. Uh, it has well, to be yeah. a pun or some sort of sex joke. I don't know if the case is going to be. I don't know if the A case is going to be a joke case, but I think one of the cases, be it the B case or maybe there's a C case in this episode, is going to be some sort of tonally inconsistent, wacky joke. Uh, my guess is sexual, but I, I could be wrong. could be something else. But that's my guess. My working theory is it's a, a weird, off-the-wall, punny sex case. Okay. Well, that's a fairly interesting
0: guess. I think it's time to find out.
1: Okay. Well, first, Keith... You know what time it is. Okay. That out of the way, I'm gonna go ahead and hide my camera. So that we don't buffer, because we are going back to legitimacy this week by using... Hulu. Okay.
2: So, See uh, how long that
1: lasts. The Practice, Season 2, Episode 21, In
0: Deep. In Deep.
3: Opening arguments were yesterday. And you're up today? Maybe, but the DA wants to be there early
0: for the cop. Oh, we're continuing You've Rebecca's case.
3: It is broken. What if I keep banging on it? I am so sick of this machine.
0: Okay, or wait a minute. It's not she, right there. She's the witness. I remember distinctly I really pointing out the their fancy new copier a couple of episodes ago. That they complained about, complained about. Then they put in a new fancy new copier, and now we have gone back again to the old copier.
1: Is it possible that the new copier is just shitting the bed? It does happen.
0: It's possible, but she's talking about it like she has a long relationship with the shittiness of the copier. Hmm.
4: Well,
1: at least they have a fire, hi- uh, fire extinguisher.
0: Pay the they do indeed.
4: Mr. Peabody, you could actually go to jail here. I don't care. Okay, you see, that's what throws me, because I'm used to clients that do care.
5: Federal government got no business in my bathroom. Rebecca, maybe I should go with you.
4: Bobby, I'm fine. I don't need you holding.
1: Did he say the federal government has no business
0: in my bathroom? he sure does and let's talk about Who's guy who doesn't want the government in his bathroom I really I literally
2: oh.
1: just had nothing <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking all the way until it was over and I had nothing so
0: okay well fair <laughs> enough so that guy that uh, Dex has no opinion on is <laughs> Jack Kaler Keeler something like that. You would know him from The Man from the High Castle, Pineapple Express, School for Scoundrels, NYPD Blue, Lethal Weapon 4, and Waterworld. And, happily, because we didn't have one last week, he played Jaheel in the episode Babble on Deep Space Nine. Unnecessary Star Trek
1: reference. For those not watching at home, let it be noted that someone did their job on the set. The clock in the office reads 9.10 a.m., so at least it's...
0: Seems appropriate Seems for the appropriate. morning. Okay.
3: My, hand, please stop laughing. Why can't we get a new one? Money.
5: See, oh. old one. There you go. Federal government's trying to regulate how I dispose of my stool. Really? It's oh,
6: getting me up at night. We talk to Eleanor, please. It's about poop. Not the- about
1: sex. Oh, okay. Well, you know, for some, it's one and the same, Keith.
0: I'm looking at you, buddy. You, literally, I, I think you have. Some sort of addiction to uncomfortable sex jokes today. Those homosexuals,
5: they shrank my shirt. The cleaners, they shrank my shirt.
4: Warren, don't say anything. I'll meet you at arraignment. Just don't say anything, Warren.
1: You know, they're always getting these phone calls of a client that they have to tell her to shut the hell up.
0: Yeah, it's like every one of their comedic clients are like dummies.
4: God, what a dope. What? Or snatched Or purse. I gotta go. Lindsay, Mr. Peabody has a conference. Don't even think of it. You can about dispose of it in ten minutes. is the word. What are you fobbing him off on me for? Because you are such a team player. Mr. Peabody, this is Lindsay Dole, your new lawyer. I gotta go. Hi.
5: Federal government is trying to regulate my stool. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well,
1: I'd, I'd say that I nailed it with the, uh, tonally inconsistent comedy case.
0: Yeah, you sure did. We're gonna have an episode where we discuss Duel. That'll be interesting. You know, looking back over the course of my life, Keith, I have
1: so many poop stories.
0: Well, I, I feel like everybody does. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Y- like, y- y- you must. Because, you know, I've heard uh, somewhere in a book that everybody poops.
1: I used to date the girl whose mom was the head
0: publisher on that book. Oh no, no kidding. Yeah. How interesting. I have uh, I have the greatest poop story in history. I've never heard someone with a better poop story. Oh, than I, I, I don't know. Now.
1: I, I have what I thought was the best poop story in history. We'll have to compare offline. All right. Laura Flynn Boyle. There she is. Hey. Hey. You remembered her name. What do you need? Now, let's not forget that the two of these just had one of the most public, brutal breakups over the run of a murder trial.
0: They did, yes.
1: And now Bobby's walking in all sheeplessly, sheepishly, like he uh, baked her a cupcake. And sheeplessly, he didn't
0: bring any sheep. No sheep. I miss
1: you. Great.
7: And Rebecca's a witness at a murder trial, and you're worried about her.
8: Look, that I know you'll back. never really understand why I chose to go up against you.
7: Bobby, that tro-
1: Granted, we watched last week off a of VHS tape, so <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's gonna true. be better on Hulu for
2: sure.
9: Kyle didn't create our differences; it only made them more clear.
6: Oh, I'm so tired of this. You
9: tired? Well, I'm sorry.
6: Is it dead, Helen? Because if it's really dead, I'll walk out the door.
1: I'm just a lawyer standing in front of a murderer. Tell me. Asking uh, him.
2: It's dead. dead.
0: Oh. Good performance from Larvlin Boyle there.
1: Of course, it's, she was a the lot one who was so there. forward with the relationship, though, in the beginning. Remember, she liked the dick grab and the... Oh, She really liked right. to push things forward. And all of a sudden now, there's like one fight and it's over. Come on, Helen.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad she's she has stopped becoming this weird sex maniac and you've picked up the mantle.
1: He just wants to tap one more maple tree. <laughs> God.
0: That hurts me to my core. You're scared.
1: I'm just
3: nervous about reliving it all. I'm fine.
0: You're the only witness.
3: Yeah, basically. She's putting the cop on first, but it's just a formality. What happened the to Tuco again? Me. The Tuco,
1: he got killed?
0: Look at yeah, this. Duco got killed. He says he didn't shrink Did it. Did this look right to you? That's a smedium. Uh, that looks like every shirt uh, I've ever worn. Too
2: fashion.
0: small for my gut.
4: Plead not guilty. Wave the rest of the reading. I'd like to see if we can handle this right here. This is the fourth time. My understanding was it was only $7. I suspect he was hoping it was more when he grabbed the purse he looks really guilty restitution he three does indeed. Suspended Let's talk hours about community service. guy who steals purses Who's
1: guy whose dreadlocks definitely look familiar
0: yeah I mean I have to give it to you for picking up on this because that is Sean Michael Howard who we saw in the pilot that's why he was the guy that uh, Eugene was doing the you know the VHS clips with yep Uh, But we didn't give him his due in the pilot, so here we are. Here we are. He uh, was on Married with Children, the single guy. He, at the same year, played a different character for two episodes on Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal, which takes place in the same universe as this show. So odd. But didn't you say Uh, that a lot of the
1: judges play different people too?
0: Well, some of the judges are the same, and some of the judges play different characters. Like, it, there's just absolutely like it's like the shows didn't talk to each other and like oh hey we had that actor on but then again people come back like as we get further into the series the same actors will show up in the same show as different characters crazy is he playing the same dude from
4: the yep.
1: pilot? By me yeah.
0: with yeah, a curfew 9
4: o'clock Eight. Mr. Quickshank you understand all this? yes your honor you're pleading guilty. You're getting a three-month sentence which is suspended. The probation officer will assign you to a youth center where you will perform 100 hours of community service and you're to be home in your house every night by 8 o'clock.
0: That's yes, Lynn Honor. Hamilton back so as the ordered. judge.
4: This is your last chance, young man. An 8
1: o'clock curfew. Oof.
0: That would be great. Mm, you're the
1: man.
5: I'll be right with you.
1: Keith, growing so- up, up until, like, you know, you the, the reins were kind of uh, loosened in high
0: school or whatnot, what was your general bedtime growing up? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I mean, it it just, I think it sort of added an hour every couple of years. Like, when I first remember having one, it was like seven, then eight, then nine, then ten or whatever.
1: We were always pretty consistently 9.30. 9.30 was bedtime. And 9.30? Then- yeah. Like in high school, it got it got, not bedtime, but like curfew became midnight.
0: Yeah, I had an interesting situation with in high school in that I never had a curfew. Um, the only stipulation that I had is that when I got home, whenever I got home, I had to wake up my parents and say I'm home.
1: Mm, that makes sense. I had to always call. Calling was a big thing. In fact, my junior year, which was '98, so this around this time. During a a snowstorm, so it would have been around March. Actually, this is a pretty good vague in the basement. I uh, There was a blizzard, and so we were staying at my friend BJ's house. So we, I called my mom. I talked to my mom for like 10 minutes, telling her where I was, that I was safe, all kinds of stuff. The next morning, uh, I went home, and there was police there. My father had called the police because they couldn't oh, find fuck. me. My mom was sleep talking.
0: No, when you talked to her on yep, the phone? Swore
1: that I had never called. Basically, called Holy me a liar in front of my shit. dad. My dad was crying, and he was like, I can't believe you'd lie to me, blah, blah, blah. You know what saved me, Keith? What? Caller ID. Caller ID? I was I- able to prove that I had called exactly the time I said I'd called, and then, of course, it created a huge fight between my father and my mother, which is par for the course. Oh my but God. this was I can't remember. We'll have to Google it when caller ID started, but I remember it was fairly new, and it saved my ass.
0: Oh, my God. You had your own episode of the practice. You proved your innocence. I proved my innocence. Thanks a lot, Mom stupid as wow. you're lucky if that would have been any other judge besides Fulton you'd be in jail
5: right now. now it's not like I even snatched this one Eleanor she put her purse down on the bench right next to me now I, I can't prove it but it's like she wanted me to take it
4: she wanted you to have her purse yeah I think so what's the matter with you Warren
0: what? Warren Crookshank place <laughs> yeah. your hands behind your back sir
4: hey what's going on
0: you have the right to remain silent anything you say I'm will be i this man's
4: used to- lawyer what's he being arrested for
8: A violation of the Hobbs Act.
4: Well, what the hell is that? It's a federal law that targets criminals who target tourists. It's basically an anti-tourist crime bill. How do they
6: figure that Warren is anti-tourist?
4: Because he snatched all the purses at Quincy Market, which is this big tourist area. It's just a joke. Where is he now? In jail. Federal lockup. He's being arraigned tomorrow. Well, that's like
0: double jeopardy.
4: Yeah, tell me about it.
0: Nothing in the Jimmy, those glasses aren't doing you any shattering. favors. Mm-hmm.
4: But it's
7: important that you listen carefully because the defense attorney, Skylar White discrepancies returns. Like Skylar
0: White is practically well, a series regular John at this Seymour, point.
7: God, good... Public defender. He's actually a great guy. But yeah. He does his job.
1: Uh-oh. Two
0: brother.
7: Don't Tuco's let brother. him intimidate you.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Let's, let's really unpack the brother intimidating Rebecca here it should be the other way around Rebecca's friends had his brother murdered by the cops he should be terrified of Rebecca not the other way around
1: yeah I should also mention there's a giant fan in this shot of course there is I won't wow the mixing also- of that underscore is very loud
5: very loud.
9: There's some sentencing hearing going on. Then we'll be going at the chambers. Let's not be too colorful.
5: I got wow, dignity. short. Your Honor, Very the short. statutory intent was to prevent egregious excess. That's a cool shot Though we've not seen before. Technically, a violation of campaign finance. We're I talking a about a few telephone calls. We're talking about a violation of federal law. That he's a member of Congress only compounds
9: the
0: outrage.
9: Oh my God! If this is Judge Winchell. oh I'm gonna kill
0: Eleanor. Judge Winchell. Can't
9: you please pay the fine?
7: No.
8: We saw a man fitting the general description, and we detained him.
7: And then what happened?
8: Well, we brought him in for a lineup. The witness identified him as the shooter, and we placed him under arrest.
0: All right, should we do? By general description, you. Officer. The officer of the law is Barry Wiggins, who you would know from Golding the Bear, Extant. He was the fake Carl Weathers on Arrested Development. And he was on DS9, he was a Jem'Hadar officer. And on Voyager, he was a policeman. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. And while we're doing it, we're about to talk to somebody else, so we might as well... I know that Lawyer from somewhere. somewhere. And that lawyer, uh, we've already talked about him in a previous episode uh, in Ties That Bind, but that's La- Lawrence Monison, who is going to play a big role in this episode.
8: Five foot ten, six foot Hispanic, wearing a hooded coat.
10: Anything else? No. Oh, was my client acting suspiciously when you detained him? No. And he didn't try to run? I love when we get a close-up no. of the jury. Did he have a weapon? No. How much money yeah, did he have Yeah, it's a good
0: to be an extra on. I believe
10: around thirty dollars. And how much money was stolen from the store? Three or four hundred. Any fingerprints at the store match up with my client? No. Any blood on my client's clothing match up with the victim.
1: Keith, I think it's fair to say, and I'm just this is just quick off the top of my head, that this particular case with Rebecca is the longest concurrent not concurrent, the longest chronicled case that we've had. It's longer than the cancer case, longer than the two parter we had. I think this case it's, has shown up in more episodes than any others.
0: I think it's shown up in, what, three or four? I think the cancer case was four. I think but this is- it's definitely been... It, it, it. The elapsed time... The elapsed number of episodes, because it's sort of like they do one, they do two episodes off, and then you do another one. It's been around for a while now.
1: Yeah, and they never give it its kind of full due. It's never been the... This focal point, really. Aside from that, I guess, the murder episode.
0: (laughs) Well, it's going to get its full due in the doo-doo episode. Oh, yeah. Let's put it in.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got to finish that one up. Put it in the shit episode.
0: (laughs) No. Any blood at all?
10: No. You searched my client's apartment? Yes, we did. Any physical evidence turn up connecting my client with this crime? No. So, basically, officer, the only reason that my client sits here today, the only reason, is because that woman, sitting over there, said he did it.
8: I guess that would be correct.
10: Huh. Officer, did you know Rebecca Washington personally at the time that you took her statement? No. you never met her? No. So you had no knowledge or opinion as to her capacity for truthfulness, did you? Well, I had no reason to doubt her. But the fact is, you didn't know her at all, did you, officer? No, I didn't. Officer, have you investigated Ms. Washington? Investigated her? Yes. Did you do any investigation of this witness's character? Objection. The whole case is that woman, Your Honor. I'm certainly. I'll just, allow they've it. been Let's hammering
0: go. for three episodes. You we know, know that it's about all about Rebecca's psychiatric history.
7: Objection. Move to strike psychiatric
1: Sidebar. history.
0: He here.
7: there's no psychiatric history he's just asking
1: questions. oh okay. give me up did you know she was lovingly referred to, to as Rebecca
5: witness is true. true what is your offer of proof
1: have we talked about one. this judge
5: well I'm saying
10: no what evidence do you have that's that she's designed yeah, I'm trying to discover
0: that now that judge is played by Ben Slack who you'd know from Lois and Clark the fantastic piranha the original one James Cameron directed Piranha 2, but this is the original one. He was on the Drew, Sh- Drew Carey show. And on Next Generation, the episode Redemption Parts 1 and 2, he played Katal, the Klingon. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. We're having such a good Star Trek episode. You shut off. Step back. Come on, John. Cut
10: on some slack. One last question, officer. Did you ever give this witness a lie detector test? No, I did not. Thank you, officer. That's
11: all. It's like
3: I'm
1: on trial. I mean, how many witnesses take polygraph
0: tests? Well, no exactly. Like uh, is is he trying to imply that she's specifically lying intentionally? Because because like, you know, if are you arguing that she couldn't tell who it was? or are you arguing that she had it in for this guy and she's lit- she's like practically lying?
7: It's an old trick. Discredit the witness before he or she testifies. It's an old, old trick, calling somebody a liar? The good thing is when a don't lawyer-
2: you is a law you yeah, like, Don't you work for a law firm, Rebecca?
1: Have Yeah, like don't you do win? this every day <laughs> for a living?
7: So just relax, be strong, you're gonna be fine. Okay, okay, you ready?
1: Clearly not. Ready. <sighs> did you know, I
2: don't know what you so Winchell?
0: nervous about I swear to literally you, I got didn't. people this killed This is
9: my reputation I can't believe I have to go in there and fight for
1: a guy's toilet
4: It shouldn't be a fight The U.S. Attorney isn't opposing Lindsay He won't even be there I'll kill you, Eleanor
1: Look, I'm uh, on my way to- Whoa, product placement We got a compact computer right there
0: Oh, we sure do Oh, do you ever have a compact? Uh, no I never had a compact. They were always shitty I had a First one was a Sony, and then I had a sort of a custom thingy, and then I've had a bunch of Dells.
1: Yeah, I've always done a lot of Dells. I also had a, a Packard Bell once.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Down there anyway, my purse snatcher just got nabbed by the feds, so maybe I'll see you there.
9: I won't forget okay? this, Eleanor. No, you're going to owe me. Okay. okay, bye. All right. <laughs>
1: that, 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 that sinking of that phone call what? was not great.
4: No. I really shouldn't laugh, but oh, Peabody's case went to Judge Winchell. You mean Judge Man. Lydia? The one on the news with the senator? Congressman, who I hope she finds guilty, by the way, of all the judges. <laughs> <laughs> I really shouldn't laugh.
0: Wait, so Jimmy knows about the you case, really but doesn't know whether it's a senator or congressman? Me. That's a big Don't difference.
2: Don't
4: We do this long time,
1: Mr. Young. Okay, well, please explain to me how... It- this laundromat guy's been in
0: everything. He really, really has. <laughs> Laundry guy with the accent that might be offensive? Mm, I'm going to leave it. Yeah, un- un- unclear. I am not qualified to declare the offensiveness of this accent, but it's not ideal. Uh, but it might be his actual accent, in which case I retract that statement. Well, the only thing we know for sure,
1: Keith, is that he will love you a long time.
0: Oh, No. You're going to have to delete yourself from this episode. No,
1: come on. I didn't do it with an accent. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, statements made by Michael Neglio, not, not
1: George <laughs> <Doris laughs> Mickey Thorny. You're the
0: co-host, buddy. I'm the comedian. I, Let's keep it straight. That's right. You're the host. I'm the co-host. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, that is James Hong, who you would know from literally everything that's ever been on television or a movie, but uh, specifically Big Trouble in Little China he uh, plays the father on Kung Fu Panda. He was in Blade Runner, The Big Bang Theory, West Wing, Beauty and the Beast TV show, Airplane, Kung Fu, Flower Drum Song, and Dragnet. Back in 1958, the man is still working and has, wait for it, 433 credits on IMDb. God bless you.
6: We got to be this size. Uh, maybe you washing machine before you bring to here. I didn't. We don't shrink shirts. Mr. Wong, how can you look at me and refuse to take responsibility? you get fatter. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say? you get fatter. I know, I know, slow, okay, I know. Long. You fat. I am exactly the same size and weight that I have been for the past year. I've been i a tiny dog. you fatter.
10: <laughs> no,
6: Fact.
3: Ah. I was pumping gas <laughs> And I looked up face. and I saw him Who? The defendant that Does he means.
7: qualify for an international oopsie? He was pointing a gun at the attendant Am I? What happened next, Ms. Washington?
0: Well, he's, the pump, he's American.
3: it made a click And I got scared I looked down and then I heard the shots The shots? Yes, and when I looked back up, he was
1: shooting
7: this man? That man. What did you do then? I ducked behind the car. I love that he's car. the
1: most, he's I'm the hid. least the next intimidating. Intimidating.
0: I know. I think I know. he ran by the car. So silly. Then what? You know, and speaking of then I silly, ran the s- this flashback thing. It's terrible. It's, uh, guys. All right. Uh, let's have a little conversation. You you be Mr. TV. I have a note. Okay. Okay, Mr. TV. I have a note about flashbacks. Okay. A. Um. If you're, I, I, I think you should always think twice about ever using one. Okay. Um. Uh. If we've already seen this, no, definitely no. Okay. Uh. Two. Uh. It doesn't need to be in black and white. Flashbacks oh, aren't in black and white. Time out now. No now there,
1: white. I have to push back. How How is the? How are we expect? How are we to expect our audience to realize that it took place before? The current time period if it's the same color
0: oh that's true um fair you know you want to find some way to distinguish it but like no, all right think back to your fifth birthday is it in black and white
1: yes it's in black and white and it's moving so quickly that
0: it's all blurry oh oh so so it's also in a forced slow motion which means they didn't actually shoot it at higher than 30 frames a second so they just duplicating frames so it looks like garbage.
1: I don't know all the gibberish you're talking. All I can tell you is that we're going to do the b- flashbacks, we're going to do them in black and white, and it's going to be very shaky. Okay, great, great. Okay.
0: And, and uh, can you just add some terrible synth uh, you know, I, I, drums and strings to it? Oh, now that we can do.
3: Store, the attendant was lying there, blood all over. <laughs> Ms. Washington, are you sure that <laughs>
7: that's the man the you the saw rest. shoot and kill Roberto Alu that evening? That's the man. I'm positive.
1: Way to go, Rebecca. And to the poop case. Back to poop.
7: <laughs> Judge Winchell. Don't. Where's the U.S. attorney?
9: John Diggs. He he didn't uh, uh, oppose our doing this ex-party.
7: Sit down.
4: She's a boss. We might as
2: well. <laughs>
0: This intimidatingly old lady is played by Nan Martin, who you would know from Shallow Hal, Castaway, The Drew Carey Show, Mr. Sunshine, and we're having such a good episode. She was on the TNG episode Haven. I will skip the Star Trek just for everyone's sanity, but her first credit was in 1952. Where she played
1: the sister of Cloris Leachman. She definitely could have. Eleven times, Mr. Peabody.
9: Your Honor, my client feels the congressional legislation works a hardship against him. Moreover, we feel his toilet would be grandfathered and therefore exempt. The report indicates it's a new toilet. But it's the same residence where he's resided for 27. The law goes to new toilets, counsel. Any new toilet. 1.6 gallons per flush. That's the law. Why should you get three? Your Honor. My client has special needs.
1: My poops big? are very large. I beg your pardon? His very. bowel movements are they big?
9: <laughs> I'd prefer not to get into it, but but rather uh, I'd like to focus on the legislative intent of the law which was water conservation. The older standard toilets used 3.6 gallons per flush. The new go 1.6 as you've noted. However, if a person were That's required so to flush Three times, in order to empty the bowl of all remains, the statutory intent of the legislation would clearly be undermined. It is for this reason we feel special circumstances warrant Mr. Peabody's exemption.
5: You have to flush three times. Uh, It's it's not because of bigness. (laughs) May I ask? They float. They float. Yeah, I, I eat love a lot a of carbohydrates, it. and it makes my droppings like little, little buoys. And the 1.6 flush can't pull them under unless I'm real careful and, and kind of drape the toilet paper over them, which creates this drag effect.
2: I this see. is horrific. It takes specific. at least
5: three flushes, and then even sometimes when I think it's gone, boom, a little one floats back up.
0: Man, I would love
5: to
9: have coached him on your those Honor, sides. By the fact that after three flushes, the toilet needs time to rejuvenate. Sometimes as much as ten minutes before it's capable of flushing again. There have been situations where my client has had company, like and that. he's been too embarrassed to leave the bathroom for fear of the company then coming in and well, seeing a floaty. Floaty.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: what a great comedic scene this is. Oh, it's it's terrific.
4: My client is being unfairly singled out, and never mind selective prosecution. This is double jeopardy. It isn't double jeopardy. It's a different charge under a different statute. He's being prosecuted again. You know the
1: total inconsistencies, as I keep bringing up, used to bug me, but it's sort of becoming kind of like a fingerprint of the show a little bit.
0: Yep. For the
1: same well, but act.
0: The, that that the, the poop story, while silly. Doesn't feel out of the world. It feels like this is a silly part of the world where, like the the monkey stuff, felt so ridiculous.
1: Touche. Because yeah. like
0: you know, like this the poop story, it's ridiculous, but it's also like it's real. You know, this shit happens literally. Yes. Yeah, so Whereas the monkey hap- thing was just like ridiculous. Yeah. He stole a purse. This is not unprecedented.
5: Defendants are prosecuted under federal civil rights charges all the time for state crimes.
4: What's more, this defendant is not being prosecuted just for the latest theft. It's for all his purse snatching, three
5: of which have involved tourists.
4: This is a political arrest designed to make a statement in the papers. How can...
5: The law is the law, counsel. And crimes against tourists affect interstate commerce. We take that particular law very seriously. Now, I'll grant the personal... But the charge absolutely stands.
0: We should do this because we just heard that amazing speaking voice. The man with the really cool low speaking voice is Richard Doyle, who has done uh, some TV stuff. He was in Air Force One. He was on Cheers, but he has done primarily voiceover work. He has... Basically, any animated cartoon you've ever heard he's on, any video game you've ever heard he is on, including the Deep Space Nine video game. Hey, hey deep cut. Deep cut. Still Star Trek. Um,
1: I just, he, he, in his the last screenshot we saw of him, reminded me how bizarre 90s glasses were. They were those yeah. big square ones, not the cool hip square ones you see today, the throwback to the 50s. It was right. these, like ugly, like George Bush Senior glasses.
0: Oh yeah, it was not a good time for really anything but <laughs> glasses. Yeah, my father had glasses like that. Oof. Like like my father now, he he just had his uh, I think his seventy first birthday. He's got cool ass glasses now. But back then, oh boy. Yeah.
9: Presumably face expulsion from the house. You know, when I was in law school, I wanted to clerk for her. I couldn't even get an interview.
10: Well, you've met her now.
9: I only pray she'll forget.
10: Well, if you took it
6: under <laughs> advisement, you'll probably have to go in again. I'm going back there. Did it clean it? I love that I Eugene's still obsessing it. about I this took shirt. I the high road first and just walked away, but I can't let a man ruin my shirt, call me fat, and then just walk away.
1: Eugene, you can't hit handle- him. <laughs> I, I got to tell this anecdote. Sorry. So, as I mentioned, I have this gig on Saturday. Now, Keith, right. you're probably the same as me. I don't own a lot of uh, dress-up clothing. Right. I've got two suits. That's it. Suit A, suit B. And I brought them both to the laundromat I, or the dry cleaner. I brought uh, both pairs of my pants and both pairs of my shirt. Okay. So fancy. And I need them by Friday. And I said, mm-hmm. will these be done Friday? And the lady shrugged her shoulders. And I said, is that a yes or no? And she said, uh, maybe. And I said, well, <laughs> if it's no, I got to take them somewhere else. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be done Friday. And I said, wait, are you just saying that or will they be done Friday? Keith, she then took them, walked to the back of the laundromat, and did not re-emerge. <laughs> she just went. She just had, had enough of me.
0: <laughs> and so... I mean, I get the impulse.
1: Yeah, I know. Haven't we all? But, so, I guess I'll tell you next week whether I showed up, whether I had to buy a new suit or something.
0: Ooh, how exciting. I'm not gonna hit him. Why do you all... That's
1: just to say that these laundromats really do, you ha- do, have, to ha- do have you by the, you know, the floaties. I always say don't hit.
9: Because you hit.
1: I'm gonna go
6: back there, calm. Let him know that I'm an attorney at law, and that I can make it very expensive for him if he doesn't give me satisfaction.
1: He'll hit him. He needs a release, is what he's saying. Apparently. <laughs> Miss Washington. Did you see my
10: client while you were in the store? Not really. You see anybody else in the store?
3: I don't think so. You're not sure? I just paid the money and told the attendant which pump.
10: Okay. Can you describe what the attendant looked like? No. After you paid him, you went outside? Yes. To pump gas? Yes. Were you looking at your car as you walked to the car, or were you looking at the store? I was probably looking at my car. Who's the guy on the phone car. in the background? I know, Who's but he has an phone important phone call, call to make. So you don't know if anybody like, else literally two entered steps or exited from from the store while Rebecca. you headed for your car.
3: I didn't see anybody else go in or go out.
10: But you weren't looking at the door. Right. Is it possible that somebody else could have gone in that door while you were walking towards your car? I didn't see The any- question was, is it possible?
3: Anything's possible. This lawyer's Ms. doing a good possible, job. Send
10: order. Are you annoyed yep. with these questions? Objection. Sustained. When you heard the shots, you, you looked up, you say you saw my client. Yes. What was you wearing?
3: Big jacket with a hood.
10: A hood. Was this hood up?
3: Yes.
10: (laughs) Big hood, little hood. Big hood. Did it cover any part of his face?
3: Side, maybe not the front.
0: Big container of helium. For some reason, were
10: these gas pumps? I know that. Thirty feet. I think it's got to be a fire extinguisher. If I were to tell you, yeah, I guess so. Forty-two feet. Okay. You saw him from forty-two feet away. Yes. With a hood partially blocking his face. I saw the
3: front of his. Rebecca.
10: Washington.
3: Can we gift that? Can you we gift that
10: guy talking on the diabetes. phone while she's testifying? You said Probably. he was pointing the Man, gun the first another time. Another one, you a saw different
0: him. one?
1: Yeah. Uh let the record show, Keith, that save his groveling back to Helen, Bobby has not uttered a word in this episode.
0: No, he has not. And then and he also was. Also, for the gun. record, directly behind what we're seeing here. Is another, another guy. guy on another phone?
1: Shit is happening
0: right. in this courtroom.
10: Did you ever get a close look at his face while he was not pointing or shooting a gun?
0: I don't think so. Maybe he's talking to the other guy.
1: Rebecca, can you explain why your uh, your testimony has been so inconsistent today? Yeah, well, you know, I have to say, if I'm being honest, there are two people talking on the phone, and it's very distracting.
3: <laughs>
10: so and When you heard the shot, were you frightened?
1: Oh well, yes.
10: You looked up, you saw a man shooting another man. Were you shocked? I suppose I was. Now, after the shooting, the police came and you gave a description. Yes. You described the man as Hispanic? Yes. You were sure he was Hispanic?
3: Right, I thought he was Hispanic. Well,
10: did you say, I think he was Hispanic, but I'm not sure? Did you say that?
3: Yes, but when I saw him... You
10: said you weren't sure.
3: I was sure when I saw him again in the lineup.
10: When you saw him in the lineup, was he wearing a jacket with a big hood? I think so. And when the police showed you mugshots before this lineup, were you able to identify any of these people in the photographs as the man who did that shooting? No. Were you shown a picture of my client?
1: I think this... I've never been cross-examined. I've never been on a witness stand. But this is the most realistic, quote-unquote, badgering I've seen without badgering you know what i mean like generally when they show this kind of back and forth this repartee they end up yelling at them and pointing and shouting this feels the most realistic right that it's just very specific very pointed and very rapid fire in order to throw you off
0: well it it, it also like it's this big showcase for this uh for this actor for lawrence monison which is odd because there there's none of our people are lawyers in this case whatsoever but he's he's it's almost like they're setting this character up for a spin-off or something. We know they're not, but they set up like he's a good guy, but he's doing a really good job. You were. ban Oh, shit. That's it.
10: Right there. Without the hood.
1: Wait, so what is that book? It's the mugshots they
0: showed her. They have the mugshots, but it looks like it's, like, been printed and bound. Like, they literally have their usual suspect's book, but they've actually got it, like, professionally printed and bound. It's not like, you know, sheets you take in and out and you, you know, put in the Polaroids or something like that. It looks like you could pick it up at Borders. Who the hell goes to Borders, Keith? Nobody anymore. I believe that it doesn't even exist. I was making a 90s reference.
1: Oh, okay, I'll take- that's fair. One judge says no jail, and another judge says- More Barnes and Noble, Again?
4: Let's not panic just yet, Mm. okay,
1: Warren? Eleanor- What was the place that was always in the mall? It was, like, before the both of them, uh... No, it was, uh,
0: oh, uh... Like, Walden's or something? Yeah, Walden Books. I used to scale
5: banks back when.
4: This is my reward for scaling down. Okay, well, you see, that argument's not gonna fly. It's not right! Ellie. Oh, hey, Jerry, what's up?
8: couple of seconds.
4: Sure. Alone. Why don't you just sit down? Wait here.
1: I love that this guy's credited in IMDb as just
0: Jerry. As Jerry. I'll I'll spare you the bumper because we have 5,000 guest stars today, but that is Basil Wallace, who was in Blood Diamond, the agency Joyride, the West Wing, Born Free, and he played Klingon guard number one, in the next generation episode reunion unnecessary Star Trek reference.
1: Wow, with so many today. Tons. The banner day for you the trek. Into it a little. What do
4: you mean? Off the record? Absolutely.
8: They have been waiting for this case. Tourism is a billion dollar industry here. Foreign tourists have been getting spooked about crime, not so much here in Boston, but even so.
4: So my little purse snatchers, the one you go after?
8: He's the perfect guy. Petty crime shows zero tolerance. Now, you didn't hear this from me. Don't you dare get your sentence up front or go to trial. What could he get? Up to 20.
4: 20 years for snatching a purse?
8: The problem is he gave one back. Excuse me? Last year, he grabbed some lady's purse and when he saw her local address, he gave it back, saying something like, You're from Boston. Now, that's the poll they will be driving the show. He targets tourists. As I said, you have stepped into it pretty good.
0: That's the problem. Thanks, Basil. Well done. Yeah, that's good information.
1: See you later, Jerry! Don't shrink shut! Mr. Wong,
6: I'm not going to debate the merits of this dispute. What I came to say is, despite the merits, it will cost you money not to give me satisfaction you get fatter that problem. Mr. Wong, I'm an (laughs) attorney. I will draft a complaint. Notice a deposition in my office, and I will see to it that you have to sit in my office for a full day, maybe two, to answer my questions. Should you have an attorney, and it would be my objective opinion that you should, this, together with loss of business, could be extremely costly, much more expensive, say, than replacing my shirt. You sue, cause you're big? Yes, I will sue you. Not fair. What's not fair is you shrinking my shirt. No shrink. Yes, you shrink. You fat. Me not fat. You thief. Me not
1: fat. You thief.
0: Oh, that's good and racist.
1: Yeah, it's pretty offensive. Oh, you... If oh not, Eugene. you Pick it against Chinese. Shame.
0: Eugene, buddy. He stepped in it. Stepped in it big. Washington yeah but here's here's the thing about that like all right so I get in a fight with somebody who has an accent I can't it, I, it, it strains credulity that like you would just fall into that accidentally
1: I mean we're talking about floaty poops on the other one if you want to talk about straining credulity
0: that's crepulity.
1: Wow, you're gonna you're gonna boo your goddamn self. Play it. Well, wait. You
10: <laughs> have bias against my client. No. So, it's your testimony, you've got no bias whatsoever against this guy's killing money. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well,
3: when I see somebody, I'm ready for murder, a spinoff
10: as public defender. It can make show. me not
3: like them. Yes.
10: Mm-hmm. And if that person did not commit murder, the bias, like any prejudice, would be grounded in ignorance. Correct. Objection. Withdrawn. Miss Washington, you were, in fact, threatened by the brother of my client. Objection! Overruled. Luis Marino's brother threatened you? Yes. That make you angry? Yes, it did. Did it make you all the more determined to testify here today?
3: It didn't deter me from testifying.
10: What, if anything, did you learn about my client's brother?
7: Your Honor, I don't see what this line... I'm
10: exploring the possibility that the threats made by the brother are coloring today's testimony. I'm certainly allowed to explore it. Go ahead. What, if anything, did you learn about the brother?
3: That he's capable of violence.
10: Were you told that the brother was suspected in two prior murders, for neither of which the prosecution were able to secure convictions?
3: Something like that.
10: And the prosecution, they suggested police protection for you? Yes. Because the brother was a bad guy. Laura was in the audience that the brother was possibly a murderer. The fact that he threatened you, did that make you more sure of what you saw in that convenience store?
3: It made me neither more nor less sure of what I saw.
10: Is it your testimony, for this prep. jury, that knowing the brother was a murderer, that didn't even make you slightly more inclined to believe that my client could also be a murderer?
3: No, it
7: didn't.
10: Ms. Washington, was oh, at a I answer? the answer? No objection, when you said that.
7: Moved to strike.
10: Just stained. Did you meet with the prosecutor to discuss today's testimony?
7: Objection.
10: Sustained. Do you feel indebted in any way to the prosecution, Ms. Washington? No, I don't feel indebted. The prosecution asked the police to follow this man threatening you. Is that correct? Objection. you murdered I'll someone for you. Now, are you aware that a member of the district attorney's Allegedly. office Allegedly. asked police officers to tell my client's brother? I'm aware. Do you know what happened to my client's
1: At least after having those people murdered, Helen had the dignity to show up into the courtroom today.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, of course, if I'm the defendant, I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, looking over both shoulders.
3: He was killed.
0: By who? By police officers. By the officers
10: who were asked by the DA's office to tell him? Yes. When you heard that the man threatening your safety was dead, did you then feel more safe?
1: Yeah.
0: Helen's like, yeah, that's right. Why the hell isn't she protecting her? What do you want her to
6: do?
8: Object? Act like the DA?
11: Bobby, she's the only witness. If it looks like the DA has to protect her, she's a weak witness, weak case. Do I need to tell you this? Well,
6: she
8: should at least try to get it back
6: to the chambers. I mean, do something to crack the guy's momentum.
9: Fine, I'll tell her.
6: Do you ever think what happens if that guy gets off? His brother was killed, and he could blame Rebecca. Did you ever think about that? He so I'll have
9: him killed me. too. I'm the one who sent those officers.
1: Insidious. You ever think about that? Shit.
4: I'm marking up a motion to dismiss. Why was he smirking like that smile years? afterwards? Yeah. Cuz
1: he's like she we still got roll. it.
4: That's really kind Seriously.
1: of funny, Jane. Seriously. Funny. I'm oh wait, fun Eleanor he has her funny. chair
6: brooch again. Hit. Yeah, but I go there to be above it all. attorney at law I don't know suddenly what it means. I'm shouting, me no fat, you thief.
1: Somebody out there, please go on Etsy and find a chair brooch and mail it to Keith. P.O. Box Keith, Astoria, New York. It'll show up.
9: <laughs> We're making fun of his broken English. That's different from being prejudiced against the Chinese.
2: Uh, no, it's, it's not. Funny well, the that's a
1: stretch. Ever been to a sushi bar with a bunch of Japanese
0: guys ordering sake? This is a humorous thing. Oh, casual racism. Wow, Jimmy. Jimmy! Jimmy. Lindsay! Racism's funny!
11: Evidently, she died quickly. The early indication is heart attack.
1: Although, Keith, if we're gonna be... We're gonna keep it 100 here. Yeah. There are some instances of casual, not-so-casual racism in the arts that are still funny, despite yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that scene at the end of, uh lampoons uh, national lampoons christmas vacation
0: where there Well it it I think it really depends on who's being made fun of because if yeah. you are making fun of the ra- the character's racism and not the and, and not finding the racism funny finding the the idiot the ignorance of the character funny then that's a different ballgame.
1: No, I guess I'm, I'm referencing that scene at the end of uh, A Christmas Story, where they go to the Chinese restaurant and they're singing uh, Deck the Halls. I mean, that's clearly mocking their st- the stereotype of their
0: language. Well, and and that was a controversial scene uh, when they did the musical later.
11: And aside from the tragedy of her death... It's Judge Winchell. Oh, Judge Winchell's dead. Last living act ...was to sentence Congressman Haley to federal prison. According to her law clerk, in a handwritten opinion under file heading 32111, that's the Haley case, she wrote as follows. The mere fact that he's capable of buoyant bowel movements doesn't protect him from the full force and effect of the law. I <laughs> hereby sentence the defendant to 16 months in the Springfield Federal Penitentiary. Though <laughs> handwritten the She law- sent him
0: to the federal pen? Well, no. She sent the congressman she she accidentally ah. is sending the congressman to the pen
11: yeah is binding and it seems congressman haley is headed to prison and of course to certain expulsion in other
2: news she wrote down the wrong phone <laughs> number
5: continues to, cause Oops, daisy. Of to 30 minutes
0: and city authorities anticipate the work will go on <laughs> you afraid oopsie daisy Ooh, so she's totally fine with sending a congressman to jail over this? As long as the floaty pooper got off.
10: To admit you could be mistaken?
3: I am not mistaken.
0: Miss
10: Washington... You had blood on your shoe just from stepping inside. There was no blood on my client. He
3: probably changed his clothes.
10: Oh, and pulled out the other hooded coat to walk around in public with? Objection. Sustained. You're standing two feet from the attendant, but you cannot describe him. But from 42 feet away, my client. That's right. 42 feet away, five, ten seconds tops while there's a gun going off, while there's a hood on his head. And even though you couldn't say he was Hispanic, even though you couldn't identify his picture, there is just no possibility that you could be wrong that your testimony
3: Mm mm-hmm yes that is my testimony mr. Seymour that's it
10: you seem a little too sure Miss Washington objection drawn I got the picture nothing further Miss Ward
7: nothing
5: witness may step down
7: all right cricket you did well Mm -hmm. you did great Miss Ward the prosecution rests your honor
0: Mr. Seymour, defense rests. Pretty easy for a freaking murder trial.
6: Rehabilitate
7: I Didn't need to. Oh, put me up there. You. Why would I put you character on a stand- character
6: witness? I can get up there. Well, I've known her for twelve Robbie years. I can so vouch for her honesty and her capacity well,
7: for observation. You
1: are losing this case.
7: I do not need you to tell me that.
1: Despite his many foibles. He is a loyal friend to Rebecca.
7: He is.
0: That is true. Look.
7: We said this going in. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I don't oh, think I God. am. Didn't you just see it the was flashback 2 feet away? It was At clearly night, him.
3: It happened fast.
1: Okay, mate mate maybe I just remember him in the courtroom as the guy. I-, I mean, truth be told, he's black and white in my memory and the, the it's very shaky. I it's like bad in slow the lineup, motion. And that's
3: when he registered. And, and, and maybe I did see his hood in the lineup. I mean, ma- maybe. Does it make sense? I could be so sure.
6: Rebecca, don't let what he did in there start to work mind games on you. That was his plan.
3: Well, it worked then because I'm not so sure anymore. In 1998,
7: there was no cameras,
0: cameras at the, all the gas station. Questions, and think about what you Probably saw. a lot fewer.
7: All right, listen. Here is the difference between defense attorneys and DAs. I am not allowed to win at all costs. So if you're not sure, I've got to go back in there and recommend that this case be dismissed. But before I do, I need you to think, Rebecca.
0: Is is very take ethical. Take
7: take your time, and For think. For
0: now. For now.
7: And if you're still not sure, then this is over. You
0: cook one batch of meth, right? You roll around on one pile of money. Whether or not he's ex- going to happen.
1: Once again, that's a reference to Breaking Bad. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, shame on you. Bell from doing?
6: Congress. The prison term means he must give up his office. Shock Todd Woods. continue to radiate through the city,
1: Brian. At federal court, a court for Channel Three. Channel Three. When did the U.S. Attorney know it's the wrong case?
9: Facts were never tried. This is a contempt order based on default. His buoyant little depth charges never made it into record. We have to tell.
0: The hell you tell. That's my like job. Nobody's time questioning, he's talking questioning
9: about Mr. Peabody the as w- of this court You're the mentioning the lawyers. The information we have isn't privileged, and as officers of this court, we can't let another man serve your jail sentence.
5: So I'm going to prison? And this is going to be national news. This kind of mix up, isn't it?
1: I think yeah. a, I think a judge confusing her cases is pretty good grounds for appeal. No? Whoa,
0: well, sure.
5: Every relative, every old girlfriend, nephews, nieces—they're all going to know I dropped three flush floaties.
9: <laughs> I'm
5: hoping.
0: David that E. Kelly had, had, had so much ju- fun coming up with things. <laughs> yeah, like he jokes tickled himself for, for sure on that.
6: I looked inside. He, he didn't shrink it. He just flat out gave me the wrong shirt,
0: which means I got to go back. <laughs> Don't yeah, hit him, you do, buddy. You need to go back either way. The Rebecca is back at the gas station where she witnessed the murder. In
1: color this time.
0: In color this time and she's trying to replicate where she was to see through it but the it's not the same uh, conditions because it's daytime and she was looking through a window which is much harder to look through in the daytime than in nighttime don't show me Uh, now it's a different Uh, effect oh yeah now it's inverted Okay, we're going we're black and white, we're inverted, we've got ridiculous music. And we've got oh wait, a- wait, 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 you know what it's time for? It's time for uh Mike to give us his flashback while I while I score him. He's got a hood on. He's shooting! The gas pump is stopped!
1: I'm zooming in! I'm zooming in! It's him!
0: Excellent, well done. Thank you.
1: I think that was the right key, Keith.
0: (laughs) The key of nonsense strings. I don't know
7: where she is.
0: I thought she'd be here. Hey, guys.
4: Hi,
10: Bobby. Listen, I know the witness is your assistant. I'm sorry, but you know how it is, right? Yeah. Later.
7: This is great, Bobby. I got to make a decision here. If she isn't here in the next few minutes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to. Here she is. He's the guy. Are you sure?
3: Completely?
0: Positive.
3: He did it. Okay,
0: let's go. Good job, Rebecca. She saw the flashback.
3: And I was
9: hoping, as a show of good faith, my client coming forward to correct this miscarriage of justice, we could vacate the contempt order against There's
0: That's another him. old guy! They found an even older judge.
9: Are you thinking it over?
0: who might be dying as we speak.
9: Your Honor?
10: I just When a murder myself. happens, we need to catch who did it. We need to see him punished. It's human nature. As for law, we need to find guilt, beyond all reasonable doubt. There is no physical evidence of any kind connecting Luis Moreno to this crime none in this age of high-tech lab criminal forensics you always find something the slightest microscopic spot of blood a fiber not visible to the human eye a piece of hair saliva partial fragment of a fingerprint even the most precise crimes are never immaculate and this this was a rushed bloody murder ladies and gentlemen a shooting at a very close range they found nothing I don't doubt Miss Washington thinks Luis Moreno committed this crime. It was certainly made easier for her to think it. He had a hooded coat. He was wearing a hooded coat in the lineup. He had a brother, a despicable brother that threatened her life. She said knowing the brother was a killer didn't influence her. But ask yourselves, when you heard that his brother was a murderer, didn't you on some level think it more likely that Louise could be one too
0: I don't understand why they didn't bring up the fact that the brother human threatening her and when the prosecution is suspicious
10: to care of that That's brother point.
0: like if he was if he and was innocent why would the brother be threat threatening? to her
10: life is it possible that miss washington might feel some gratitude Well, cuz she's she still fingered him you know
0: to do her yeah, part Yeah like It's a very extreme length it to go
10: Human nature But the law, beyond a reasonable doubt.
0: Is this not closing? He showed her his picture. It is. I've got it all ready to go. I'm going to get it before Skylar goes.
10: It's only when he appeared with the big hood. Now, can anybody here, anybody, trust that recognition? And even if you could, beyond all reasonable doubt,
0: Or the prosecution. It's closing time. Time to put your case to bed. It's closing time. Otherwise you clients instead. closing time.
1: District Attorney, Miss Jean Ward.
0: Skylar White. <laughs>
1: Shaking her head. The
7: defense made a mistake. Chipping away at reasonable doubt. That was a credible strategy. Nighttime crime happened in a flash. Reasonable doubt. It's a very plausible defense. But then he argued bias. Rebecca Washington was indebted to the prosecution, Rebecca Washington was prejudiced against the defendant. Now that was a mistake because you saw the woman sitting in this witness chair. And you know, as I do, if anything came through beyond all doubt, it's that sitting in this chair was an honest woman whose integrity was unassailable. Yes, she was threatened by the brother, told there'd be consequences if she got up at the probable cause hearing, but she got up at probable cause. And she got up here and told the truth. Can we be sure that that's the man who killed Roberto Alu? Yes. How can we be sure? Because that woman right over there told you so. If she wasn't sure, she would have told you that. She saw him in that store, a well-lit store She saw him pull that trigger, and she saw him the next day in that lineup. She forged ahead through threats, through not-so-great odds, through defense attorney attacks to do one thing, to bring the truth to the Twelve of you. She's so good. And who here didn't see that?
0: Yeah, there's just really fine acting up and down this show
1: since she's a series regular she's not
5: (sighs) you know where i'm going oh well no she's definitely up for best guess to dismiss because you don't like the law
4: i expect you to dismiss because as a judge you should be offended by congress using the law for political expedience
5: welcome to america
4: is that what i'm supposed to say to my client welcome to america tourism is big business so you're going away for 20 years
5: maybe you should tell your client that he's a thief he preys on people. Why should I give a rat's ass about fairness to him? Did he care about those two women in their 80s that Look he stole at my from own glasses? Then
4: make the punishment proportional to the crime.
5: In my opinion, it is. I am sick and tired of these hoodlums getting fourth, fifth, and sixth chances.
4: He snatched a purse.
5: And he'll think harder before he ever does it again, won't he?
4: He pled guilty
1: from hence, Hence... what is it? Henceforth... Hoodlums
4: shall now be known as hoodlums. Hoodlums,
5: Under the hoodlums. condition
4: of no jail, how can you- That he... was
5: state court.
4: How can any plea agreement be reliable if the federal government can just swoop in behind- Your
5: motion is denied. The charge stands.
0: <laughs> Ten That's a sick move. She's got a, she's got a real point there.
4: We go to trial. That's a prick. That's all I can say. We go to trial and prove that you didn't try to target
5: tourists. You didn't, right? Of course I didn't. I just wanted the money. It's their own fault, Eleanor. If they weren't so busy snapping pictures and buying postcards, they never would have lost their bags. Hmm. People need to pay attention. Okay, you know what? We're not going to
4: lead with that either, Warren. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Lindsay, it's all upside down. Peabody's going to jail for flushing too much water. Warren could get 20 years for stealing a handbag. And the murderer in Rebecca's trial is probably going to walk. It's just, it's all upside down.
9: It's less upside down. I got Peabody's sentence suspended, conditioned on new toilets, Ah. subject to random inspection. You owe me.
0: Yay, the pooper got off. Way to go.
5: The government inspects
1: toilets? What can I say, Keith? Sometimes justice floats to the top.
0: So I'll give you that. uh, I like that one.
6: You evidently gave me the wrong shirt. (laughs) No shrink, huh? No. Uh, 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 Correct shirt. Thank you. Uh, Okay, look, uh, I want to apologize for my... uh, I didn't mean to sound bigoted. I just lost my composure a little. Uh, Understand. Happened a lot. People get mad, make fun how I talk. (laughs) Happened before. Uh, Still doesn't make it right. You apologize for shirt too now? Excuse me? No, shrink. Apologize. You, You gave me the wrong shirt. But we didn't shrink. Apologize. <laughs> Why should I apologize? You did make a mistake. Uh-oh. Innocent mistake. But you say we shrink. That's slander. You called me fat. That slander. Truth defense. What? You owe <laughs> apology. I'm not gonna apologize for anything. We ain't no shrink. It's shirt. the wrong shirt. Ah, stubborn. You're not only fat but stubborn. Ah, you stubborn.
0: You fat. <laughs> the <laughs> yoga oh man I feel like he's speaking right to me Fan. fan yep. <laughs> okay so fan. we're about to get the verdict the in Rebecca's case all right so so stop it there let's let's do once again you're on the jury you've heard the evidence what is your what is your verdict I mean,
1: I've only heard really the one witness, and the so I don't know the other evidence. But apparently, this is the only evidence, right?
0: Yeah, there's that. I mean, they made it. They kept. They said like seventeen times, like there's nothing else that this is based on. Uh,
1: but there's no exculpatory evidence, so they're trying to just—is it?
0: uh, It's—it's literally how much do you weigh eyewitness testimony, Keith? This is like—is that enough? Because. Truth be told, I've seen the flashback,
1: and I've seen this man's face in the flashback, so I have That's true. I have evidence that it's not really uh, there for the jury, but I can't, I'm, I'm prejudiced by that evidence, and so I say he's guilty.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would want more instruction on how to weigh eyewitness testimony. I'd love to know, like, how many cases are based purely on that? There's no forensic evidence, it's entirely eyewitness testimony of a single person what is the conviction rate under that circumstance? Because if I'm on the jury here, even if I found her credible, it oh, it seems a little light to end someone's life, essentially.
2: Thanks. Something. Something's
4: got to make sense this week, Beck.
2: Members yes, that of the
6: jury, have you reached a verdict? We have. Will the defendant please rise? What say you? In the matter of Commonwealth versus Luis Moreno on the charge of murder in the first degree, we find the defendant, Luis Moreno, guilty.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I get it from the show's point of view because the whole thing is about validating the credibility of one of our main characters.
1: I guess the real question to me is what happens to the chances of his spinoff now? Oh, yeah, the lawyers, yeah. Thank you.
7: Thank you.
0: Well, zero chance. We know that. Way to go back. You did it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we can put this case to bed. We can. But not Bobby's relationship with Helen.
0: That is still. Oh, they're still making uh, steamy eyes at each other. It's still up in the air. A lot of lip biting, a lot of furtive glances.
3: I have to admit, seeing it from this side. What do you do for a living? Yeah. What we do. We all laugh at the way Eugene does his reasonable doubt dance to get people off make bets doesn't seem so funny right now
8: you held together Rebecca you did everything you had to do
0: yeah.
3: thanks for being there it helps seeing you in the back of the room
0: feels like this these two characters a have a special relationship. Revelation, I like that. The
11: buoyant bowel movements really belong to this man, Kyle Peabody. <laughs> oh. Judge Williams <which> <laughs> has the wrong file number. Sorry, listed, Kyle. Which leaves Congressman Haley's case still open. Thank you, Janet. I'm sure the congressman
3: Do you ever stop and think about the business we're in?
0: Why would I ever want to do that? Of course, that's of that? all we talk <laughs> about. Seriously, Bobby. <laughs> There's been 30 episodes, and all 30 of them end with this doing? exact same conversation. Do you ever stop and think? David Seriously, E. Kelly hates lawyers.
1: Do we ever stop stopping and thinking? Is really the question. Why would I ever it's want like, to do that?
0: Like literally, every episode finishes with like, "Man, we're bad people and we do bad things."
1: But then they like throw know. in a funny line about floaty poop in in
0: betwixt. Why does David E. Kelly hate lawyers so much? I mean, I think he he was one. We did it. We did it! We have floated our way through this episode of The Practice. And we have some very important oopsies to get through. Starting with... So, who is your most valuable lawyer for this episode? Now, what are the what are the rules on most valuable lawyer?
1: They have most to be. valuable
0: lawyer can go to anybody who is a lawyer. Then I think... Does not have to be main cast.
1: Then I think I have to easily give this to District Attorney Jean Ward, played by Anna Gunn. I thought she was fabulous as both a lawyer and an
0: actress. Yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting because I... I'm also giving it to a guest star, but I'm giving it to the guy going up against her. I'm giving it to PDA John Seymour, the greatest public defender in history, uh, who I thought he he was given a really difficult case, and he poked every hole he possibly could, and he certainly made me as a juror question whether or not I would convict, even though I saw the 400 flashbacks That proved that he did it.
1: Now, Keith, you're a sports baller.
0: I am Uh, a sports baller.
1: How many Super Bowl MVPs came from the losing
0: team? Ooh, good question. Uh, I know there was one for the Cowboys in the 70s that was, like, uh, white. Um, I know, uh... Right there. So, uh, crap. I think there's another, like maybe two more. So it, so it has happened. Yeah, I believe it has happened. Yes. Okay. So well, and then I'll, I'll allow your awarding of the oopsie. So it looks like we're splitting it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, congratulations, John Seymour and uh whoever Anna Gunn played, Gene or Ward. your oopsie. Gene Ward. Gene Ward. All right. Well, then that. I was hoping you actually had the answer to that.
1: Um, I I could find out.
0: Uh, You know, it happens more, you know, I'm not sure it has happened in the NFL. It happens more in the Stanley Cup.
1: Okay. I
0: know Ron Hextall won one on the losing side. Uh, This happened here and there. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So let's do our... Already famous cause you've been on TV. Getting a paycheck. Or the first entry on your IMDb. Way to go. But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Okay, best guest actor.
1: Who you got? I think we might be in agreement here. Uh, An excellent nuanced, rapid-fire, well-performed, well-rehearsed, well-everything by Mr. Lawrence Monison, playing public defender John Seymour.
0: Yep, yep, I totally agree. I thought he did a really excellent job, so much so that I was hoping he was going to get his own show. So congratulations, Lawrence Monison, for your excellent work in this episode. I hope that you are back. And now... You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show Okay, best actor.
1: (sighs) You know, I... There were some the two best performances in the episode by guest actors. I really believe, in my humble opinion. But no, I I don't disagree. Actually, we went through the trouble of establishing rules in the beginning of this thing, so I guess we're going to abide by them.
0: We must abide. This is a legal show,
1: and so I think that I'm going to go ahead. Ah, man, tough call. You know what? I think I have to give it to Lisa Gay Hamilton uh, as Rebecca Washington, who had to play both sides of it. You know, she was very sure, then she was waffling, then she was very sure again. Plus, she was afraid. Plus, she was overwhelmed. She had a lot of uh, colors to portray, and I think she did it. I think she did it with a plum.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. I think she gets it. I I wish that um, David had given her a few more colors to play in mm-hmm. this, because when you have an actress of that caliber yeah who can do so much and you kind of really this whole this whole arc with her she's really only had one color to play and that's sort of like scared but resolute right and and i and i just feel like there was it's a missed opportunity to be writing for an actress like that and not give her more to do
1: yeah or or at least present the doubt that she had to show earlier in the episode because the the one new kind of flavor we got this episode was that maybe she doesn't remember yeah and we didn't get that towards until towards the third act so i feel like you know like like you said a missed opportunity but regardless she did it well and and for that she will be rewarded with an oopsie
0: good job lisa gay hamilton um yeah no and actually you know what i'm gonna save my spot till we get into the segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets.
1: Wait can can I just point out? Yeah. That it's so dark at eight o'clock. What happened to the summer?
0: Hey, you know, see the there are our proximity to the sun or the angle <laughs> at which that we're we're at the sun. See the, the seasons change and we and that it, it the mm. timing is different. Sucks, man. I know I know it's all it's already getting dark, but i'm you know i am hoping we find the sweet spot where like it can get dark a little earlier if I'm not sweating my balls off at six o'clock in the morning, but uh, then again, we need to kill daylight savings time so we're not in pitch black all of our waking hours Did I
1: tell because you that i'm going that. to I'm going to Greenland next week no yeah i'm going uh I'm doing a cruise gig for a week uh with that other group. And I believe this is the time of year where they're in, like, 21 hours of sunlight. Cool. Or, or maybe 21 hours of darkness. Something weird that has to do with the proximity to the sun and all that bullshit you just said, so.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's proximity to the sun. I think it's just the angle of the rotation. I don't know. The angle of the dangle, if you will. Angle of the dangle. Uh, oh, right. We're ta- oh, we talking about the practice. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. But that's cool. You gotta take, take pictures and put it on our social media. So,
1: an above average of the practice, I thought that this is, like we said, I I think they found their footing a little bit with the sort of comedic story, B story or whatnot. I I found this one to be much more uh, effective and less campy than normal, even though it was still campy. Um, I thought all three stories were pretty well told. Uh, the writing was pretty solid i had some good chuckles in there definitely above average well below great in my opinion i think i'm going to settle somewhere in the 7
0: spare tires universe 7 spare tires yeah you know i i have i had like i have a bunch of thoughts on this and i i have some criticism for the writing and some criticism of the directing um i Rebecca's story I thought was interesting. It was it was fun to see another character come in and do well. I liked the element of doubt uh there for a second. I thought it was a real missed opportunity to sh- to uh to choose to show the flashbacks. Right? Because not only are they cheesy and I don't like flashbacks for obvious reasons, but beyond that we ha- you have an opportunity there when she has her doubt. If we as the audience are you know three months from having seen what happened that you could actually put some doubt in the standpoint of the audience by not showing the flashback and and let that be compelling so she's starting to doubt and she was there are we doubt like should we be doubting our memory of what happened that back you know i just think it was a missed opportunity i think it wasn't it was something that would have been cool to explore um the uh the B story, uh, the poop story, the floater story—I thought was hilarious. Loved it, great. Um, the uh, the C story with the purse snatcher—I I feel like we're not done that yet, so I'm going to reserve judgment on where that goes. The D story with Eugene being racist and his shirts—like, I I don't know, I don't know what that's trying to say. They were like, I we got to like,
1: give Eugene something to do this episode.
0: And, like, the thing that we're going to do is expose his casual racism and Jimmy's, and and uh, I, I just don't know. And mine, I don't know apparently? Why, and yours, and I don't know why that's there, and I don't, I'm not sure what that gets us. I mean, I, the image of him in the tiny shirt is funny, so start with that image and make it about something. Because it really wasn't about anything it was purely like the actual substance was just a common misunderstanding. I don't know it just like I I felt like a, a waste of time and not servicing your characters that well. So all told, I think I'm gonna give it a 6.5 and okay. give you a chance to have the math be easy.
1: All right. well, let's see that gives me uh,
0: uh,
1: 6.75 6.75 there you go. Well th- thanks Keith. Woo, look at that. i mathed. I'm going to talk really fast. So hit that bumper now. All right. As always, you can write us at out of practice podcast at gmail.com or follow us at out of practice dot blogspot dot com or anywhere on the social media, especially Instagram at out of practice to follow up on what we were talking about before. Only one time has a losing member uh, won the Super Bowl MVP, and it was, in fact. A uh, member of the 1971 Dallas Cowboys. The Randy uh, White, I was right! You were right, as they played the Baltimore ah! Colts. The game came down to the final play of the game, a field goal attempt, and the Baltimore Colts won it 16-13. It's the only time the Super Bowl MVP has come from the losing team. The Cowboys linebacker I, Chuck Howley intercepted two passes and recovered a fumble to earn the honor.
0: I have never been so proud of myself well, for that is literally knowing the name and the team off the top of my head. Well,
1: Keith, sometimes that uh, random bit of trivia just floats to the top and bobs there until you flush it with 3.6 gallons of water.
0: (laughs) Yes, if only I could, you know, use that for good and not evil and, like, remember people's names and people I've met a hundred times and just not be a total asshole. If you're doing nothing this fall, please
1: come see myself, the comedian, and Tom Brady in our two-person buddy cop musical, Lego... Laser Sounds.
0: Laser Sounds. What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero Skankross7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It
1: always has
2: something new. <laughs>
0: This podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed yet another Dungeons & Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of One. Failure is a way of life.
11: charisma of 20